Cameron Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Breaking down the weekend of football. And if you look at the odds for the four teams that are left and the odds to win the Super Bowl, it is amazing how close they all are. Meaning that Vegas looks at this as basically a crapshoot between the four teams because if you look at the numbers, Kansas City Chiefs still the favorite, which to me is wrong, but they're still the favorite at plus 250. But right behind them at plus 260, which is essentially the same thing, is the Cincinnati Bengals and also the Philadelphia Eagles at plus 260. And then they have the San Francisco 49ers at plus 310 to win the Super Bowl. So usually you see at least one team in championship weekend that's got much longer odds. All four of these teams have relatively the same amount of odds. And I I do think that, you know, this is going to be an incredible championship weekend. I like the Bengals a lot against the Chiefs. Um, because of the Mahomes injury and because of how they looked defensively yesterday. But I tell you, I'm, I'm going to be vacillating back and forth all week on the 49ers and the Eagles. I mean, that is going to be and should be an absolutely tremendous football game between two of the most talented teams in the league. Yeah, we've come a long way from the Bengals losing their first two games and then losing three out of their first five games. Yeah. Remember, remember everybody at the beginning of the year, because we all do this in TV. We all do this, you know, to give our opinions about what's happening. And everybody's like, you know, what's wrong with the Bengals? What's wrong with the Bengals? I'm like, well, first of all, their quarterback had an appendectomy in training camp and didn't practice at all. And then showed up and threw, I think it was either four interceptions, I think it was, in that first game against Pittsburgh. You know, and Pittsburgh should have never been in that game. Sure. Uh, and if they were playing today, they wouldn't be in that game. But I will say that uh, we come a long way from the beginning of these seasons with these teams. And they've all had their issues uh, at, at one point or another because of simple injuries. You know, whether it be Trey Lance going down, then Garoppolo going down, and then Purdy finally taking over. Now he's 7-0. and He's been amazing. Jalen Hurts gets hurt against the Bears. Uh, Gardner Minshew comes in and can't can't do anything with that team and that team kind of loses its spirit loses who they are um and they have to hang on to hold on to the number one seed and beat the giants in week 18 i i you think about the kansas city chiefs they're probably the one team that had the least amount of adversity but they all also were a team that had three losses and two of those three losses were to the Bengals and the bills Yep. Yeah, but they're they're the one team I think everybody thought at the beginning of the year was going to be there at the end. Super Bowl hangover is what they said in the beginning, and now all of a sudden they figured it out, the Cincinnati Bengals. But, yeah, I, so we're going to the Super Bowl this year. We didn't go last year. There was a potential for Bengals 49ers last year in the Super Bowl, but you weren't there at all during last week's, uh, last year's Super Bowl week. If there's Bengals 49ers this year and you're out there on Radio Row, yes, you're going to have lots of opportunities. For yeah, I'm not doing a that. I'm playing golf. What do you mean? I'm playing golf. Man. People are going to be coming throwing cash at your feet. Well, man. that's a whole different story. We'll see how much cash. I mean, of course they're going to be. Hey, listen, man. I just, Appearances. Like I, hey, you in Montana. No, you in Rice. <laughs> Yeah, Last check. time these two teams met in the Super Bowl, I mean, you know, people, gonna, people are going to be all over your no, ass. Thank you. It is Bengals. Bitch, but I will say at the beginning of the year on the NFL today and here on WFN, my Super Bowl picks were the 49ers and the Bengals. Really? Yes. And uh, unfortunately for both of them, I mean, I think it would be a slam dunk if they were both playing at home. 
Sure. This is not going to be easy for the 49ers and Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy <clears throat> to go into the link and go down there and beat Joe and Hurts in that team. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be an absolute battle defensively. I think oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an unbelievable game. I mean, that is going to be like if you and here's the thing. You know, talking to Coach Cowher yesterday, if you love defense, mm-hmm. you know, you saw defense come to the forefront during this week in, in so many different ways. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengal defense, the 49er and the Dallas defense, the Philadelphia Eagle defense, they all like came out. The two teams that didn't really play much defense were the Giants and the Bills. Yeah, that's right. Now, do you want it to be Bengals 49ers? Yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would want that as, as, for me, obviously, going back to the initial picks, I would love for that to. Yeah, but forget about fruit. that for a second, for being right. Everybody wants to be right. But I'm just talking about, you know, with the history and you being a Super Bowl week and all the attention and all of that stuff, is that something that you yeah. are welcoming? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Well, I don't know, because you didn't win the game. So I it's know, like, but still, like I tell people all the time, you know, how many people actually get to play in a Super Bowl? No, I know. It's like the coolest thing that you could, and, you know, and that's why when you think about Tom Brady and how many times he was there, whether you win or you you lose, the fact that you're a part of it and you can you can live through like a lifelong dream, it doesn't get any better. Than but that. I just know as a fan, when you have those matchups and then people go back to the games that those two teams played that you might remember in the past, and it's a bad result. I don't want to hear about it. Like with the. Vikings and the Giants in this playoff game, everybody's bringing up 41 nothing to me. I don't want to hear that. If the Vikings met the Falcons in an NFC Championship game, they bring up 98. I don't want to hear it. So that's what I'm saying. It's like then all of a sudden people are going to be bringing it up over and over and over again. You know, if I can get it paid for it, I'm all for it. I don't care. That's there true. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That is true. Except I mean, for live golf. There's going to be a lot of people. Hey, boy, we got this mm-hmm. event. We got that event. We got this event. It's going to be you, Montana. Rice, Roger Craig, Anthony Chris Munoz, Collins, Anthony Munoz, Anthony Munoz, yeah, Collins. Do you see those tacos, amigos? Oh my god, you guys should do another. What was the name of that meat company that he did? That? JTM, JTM. Yeah, you guys are they still around? Uh, I, I JTM Meat. You guys, they should bring that back. Throw him and that sombrero and poncho again. See how that goes over in twenty twenty three. I don't think he needs to do that anymore. It's still a thing. Nice. Yes. Oh, you got to put him back in the poncho. People don't know we're talking about Chris Collinsworth today. Commercial in the '80s where he uh, dressed uh, like Juan Valdez and did uh, Buenos Tacos Amigos commercial for some meat company in the middle of Cincinnati. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it was just uh, incredible. Amigos. Uh, <laughs> for your holiday parties, pick up delicious JTM Griller kettle cooked products. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, did you see him? You probably did not. Well, I don't know what you guys do during the breaks over there. Did you see the commercial with Chris Collinsworth? And he was around Cincinnati with some the mayor or the, the director of commerce or something. No, I did not see it. Yeah, very strange. Never really? saw that before. Usually, when you watch like a college football game, they have like the university that is playing. They do a little uh, promo for them. Right. But this, with the Bengals are playing, then they're talking about bring your business to Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a very uh, business-friendly town. It looked beautiful. Like, I was watching that commercial. I'm like, why don't I live in Cincinnati? <laughs> you know, you would love Cincinnati. Yeah, it's great. You. Downtown, nice area. It is just... really nice. It's a, it's a very nice, very small city. It's about, uh, I would say, about a quarter of Tribeca. Hmm. That's how big it is. Yeah. Well, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, very similar, right? Very similar. Yeah, the two, uh, you got the, the rivers and everything else. Yeah, and the, the sports thing, yes. teams and uh, right. the, the whole deal and then. 
you know, food that people either like or don't like, Bermani, Skyline, Chile, it's the same type of thing. Yes. They just combine the two cities, just merge. If there was two companies, it would just merge. You know? This is the same city. Very similar. Very similar. Yes. Uh, except uh, one has won a lot of Super Bowls, the other has not. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, let's go to Bill in Newburgh. What's going on, Bill? Boomer and Geo. Oh, yeah. yeah What's ben? happening, Bill? Hey, Boomer, you mentioned a moment ago uh, how Zach Taylor looks large and in charge. And, man, I couldn't agree more. Um, he is a boss. You know who he reminds me of a little is uh, is Chuck Knoll. Just strictly business, man. Nose down. He's, he's the man. And hopefully... He takes care of Sirianni, who's shooting up the douche list, by the way. He, oh, he, he certainly is shooting up the uh, douche list. But, hey, Nick Sirianni's got to worry about the 49ers first, and Zach Taylor has to worry about the Chiefs first. How about Nick Sirianni running down the sideline and telling him, I know what the F I'm doing. That's right. When he lined up for the two-point conversion for whatever reason right. at that point, and then he, uh, he yelled. I don't know who he was yelling at. It looked at. like he was yelling at like maybe an NFL Official of some sort, not not the official on the field, but I think maybe one of the support people within the NFL's officiating community. Yeah, you know. So I think that's who he was yelling at. I don't think he I, he wasn't yelling at a a Philadelphia guy. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. It seemed like there was a gaggle of. I know what the hell I could be. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This is something I bring up occasionally. The amount of people on an NFL sideline is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's got it, there is no room for anybody else on that sideline, from players to coaches to the equipment staff to all the officials that are on the sideline to the media. It's just like it's unbelievable. How about, how about the chain gang? How about they screwed up the oh, chain that's gang? Right. Yes. Yeah, that, you got the <laughs> chain thing. gang. You, you also got the guys that wear the big K on their chest and get the kicking hell. balls out. I mean, it's just it's amazing how many people are down there. Plus the doctors, plus the trainers, and everything. <laughs> There's got to be a thousand people on each sideline. When someone goes out of bounds, of course somebody gets knocked over every time. I mean, how about Steph Diggs knocked that poor woman over from NFL media who's taking, like, Instagram shots for NFL, he upended her. Bang! She I, fell down. I wondered that. Like, if that was a fat dude, he wouldn't have helped, her, helped him up. Right. No, absolutely not. Yeah, he'd be like, get your fat ass out of my way. There's a lot you know? of fat dudes down there. Right, I know, but, but to Al's point, though, he could have hit any random well, fat dude. I, I think also the players, uh, who was it? I want to say about five or six weeks ago, this happened where the player didn't actually turn around to help, and then everybody on Instagram and social media was just killing the player. So all, all the players are aware of it now. Oh, and sure. I'm sure the coaches probably say, hey, guys, if you're running somebody over on the sideline, just you know, give them a hand. Show a little bit of sympathy. Do you remember this story? I think it might have been Tony Gonzalez who ran over a cameraman years ago, and then he ended up going to the hospital and while he was at the hospital, they found, like, his heart was something like, I don't know, 90, one of his arteries was like 90% blocked. And they ended up doing a surgery on him that basically saved his life. And the only reason he went to the hospital is because Tony Gonzalez knocked him over. And it was like one of these things where it was like a miracle because this guy would have dropped dead three days later if he did not end up getting wow. knocked over by Tony Gonzalez. I, I kind of vaguely remember that. I'm not sure. But I got to look that up. But that yeah, was one of those. I found it. You did, right? Yep. Yeah, crazy. Mm. So sometimes getting bowled over by an NFL player works out for you. Uh, all right, let's go to JJ in Cincinnati. What's up, JJ? Who day? Who day, JJ? Who day, JJ? What's happening, brother? Man, I was just wondering what we were doing this weekend with the uh, um, 
on-field predictions. Usually last year you had Jim Rome up there making a prediction here. Yeah. And um, that was pretty embarrassing for CBS. I was thinking maybe we need to replace Romy this year with Maggie Gray. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm growing on Maggie Gray. She's got her own show. I think we need to get her out there making predictions. All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do about that, JJ. You know, by the way, you know she is a Buffalo Bill fan. You know that, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel kind of bad for her, so maybe we should do something for her this week, kind of special. All right, I'll see what I can do. All right. All right <laughs> we want you have a great day, brother. You too, right. JJ. Thanks. Yeah, don't send her any nudes, JJ. Hurry yeah, yeah, whatever you do. <laughs> do something special for her, like I don't know. Like just maybe just kidnap her for a bit and have some fun. <laughs> Shove my phone down my pants and send her a little surprise. I mean, come on, <laughs> poor Maggie. Oh, jeez, with the Bills, man, I tell you, it's it's that that fan base. I do feel bad for because they thought it was the, their year, the entire year, Super Bowl favorites, everything else. The Mar Hamlin, everybody to show you how hard it is to get there, man. And I tell you, I mean, they haven't even gotten to the the championship game the last two years. Now they did back uh, three years ago, but the last two years all the hype around them, they've lost in a divisional round. But also what happens when you pay your quarterback and then all of a sudden guys around him start lopping off, you know? Uh, Mike and White Plains, what's going on, Mike? Morning, guys. How are you? All right, Mike, what's happening? Boom, I was wondering if you could contact some of your people over at CVS to find out what Tony Romo was chewing on yesterday during the broadcast. <laughs> all right, well, I'll send a text. He Do does you know do a lot of that. When was this? Do you know when this so, was? There was, a, there was a break in the, in the Buffalo Cincy game towards the end. And they didn't go to commercial. Instead, they went to Nance and Romo, and Nance was asking Romo to explain to the viewers how the Mahomes injury was going to play out throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And they're standing there with the NFL and CBS logo in between the middle of them. And Nance asks Romo about the injury, and you could clearly see that Romo is chewing. He can't even respond. So Nance finishes his question, and he's just staring at Romo, and Romo's not talking because of what he's chewing on. Okay. And, that is, and then Romo gets into it, and he starts telling everybody about how the high ankle sprain is going to play out during the week, and Nance is... He can't stop laughing. He's giggling the entire time. <laughs> Nothing like live TV. Yeah, that's all I can tell you, Mike. Kind of, very, very I, you know, I'll find out for you. Probably, I, I was thinking either a hot dog or a pretzel, right? I, it was, it was, it was class. It was funny. It was funny. Have a good day, boy. Thanks, man. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> I feel like do they have like a whole bunch of like yeah that spread there. right yeah. in the booth there? One hundred percent. See, you shouldn't have that. Oh, you have that. I remember doing the uh, Army-Navy game. They used to bring up all those Philadelphia pretzels, and you'd have hot dogs. You'd have everything. I mean, you know, but then you get a situation like that. Yeah, but it happens. You know, I mean, let's, God, we're human beings. You know that? I but understand. But in the Westwood booth, you didn't have that, did you? Oh, no. Oh, Howie, yeah, Howie, 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 no, not during the game. Howie Denneroff at halftime would go get us something. Yes, but not during the game. Not during the game. I told no. you the famous story about Lee Becker and the sandwich. I was in the Westwood booth. That a whole yeah, thing Yeah, but that was sandwiches. in the back of the booth. I didn't know where they were there. Well, they were still there, But we, we started chowing on those at halftime. Though. Oh, okay. So that's what Tony needs to be doing, halftime. Man. Yeah, in the middle of the game. Kevin from Yonkers. Kevin, what's happening, brother? Hey, Boomer, just got a quick question for you. The yes. bottom line is I know that that guy got almost died at the game, right? But if they would have played that game out and Cincinnati beats the Bills yes. in the regular season, they would have become the number one seed. No, they wouldn't have. And they would have been- no, 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 because Kansas City had one more win. Kansas City oh, would have okay. had a, would have had to have lost in Week 18, which they did not do, oh. and Cincinnati would have had a one in Week 18. 
Uh, so the, the what Bengals got screwed out of, if you want to, if you want to go back to that game on Monday night, had they won that Monday night game, yesterday's game would have been played in Cincinnati, not in Buffalo. Okay, thank you for the clarification. You're By welcome. the way, you're the best. You're the best dressed guy on Sunday. I got to tell you. Well, I appreciate you that. The best that was good. We got a great team. Yeah, he went with the little vest underneath the jacket yesterday. A little three piece um, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Nate. Nate went uh, a little too casual for my liking. Um, but that was just me. like a Pilates jacket on or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. But that's him. You know, that's it. That's who he is. He's that's him. who he is. You saw how he shook the hand of uh, Matt Ryan. That's right. That, you, <laughs> there, you couldn't get two more opposite. But the fact is, is we love each other. We work together great. So it's good. GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got the championship games set after a divisional playoff weekend. And Jerry Recco is here to give you all the sounds and details. What's up, Jerry? We're brought to you by Superbook. Jerry's mocking my choice of music. <laughs> I feel like I'm in fourth grade again. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. And brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Before we do the games from yesterday, because I discussed this with Al earlier on the warm-up show, and this was the Nance Romo thing mm-hmm. in the booth. So here was the audio when they were discussing Patrick Mahomes and the ankle. But will he be there playing? Because you've dealt with a high ankle sprain before. What does he face this week? <laughs> it's challenging because when I did it, I wasn't able to actually play the next week. <laughs> and he's rolling something around in his mouth <laughs> as he tries to answer. It was actually really Well, you funny. had to know that they were getting ready to go on air, I would think. It was in the middle of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, there was a little break in the action, and they brought it up to the booth. And Jim, like, had trouble. And that's the that's as long as the clip is online. Maybe he Jim did had it trouble on purpose. Maybe they did it on purpose. They could have done it on purpose. Maybe. They had some fun at his expense, too. They did. Uh, never know. He did take a beating on social media yesterday. He did. Romo did, yes. Oh, come on, what? Romo, you suck. Well, that. You also had the incomplete pass in the end zone, and he said perfectly thrown ball, except that it's out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad one. The okay. catch one, he goes, I don't know, Jim, what do you think? Is this a catch or a fumble? Mike, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ask Gene. Yeah. Gene and they did. You. And they did ask Gene. So <laughs> it was funny. Anyway, um, the late game was the Niners and the Cowboys in Santa Clara. There were not many touchdowns scored, but this was a big one. 30 out of the shotgun. Kittle and Juszczaker right. Uh, Ayuk the other side. Hand off McC- Caffrey, touchdown, San Francisco! And that was Niners. So Dude, this what, sucks. Yeah, it does. Did you see what, uh, what's his name, George <laughs> Kittle did after the touchdown by Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, he, he got the ball because it was spiked it, and then he ended up. He didn't up, spike it. He threw it up in the air. Oh, he threw it up in the air, and he fair caught it. He fair caught it right, on yeah. the other side of the end zone. Yeah, that George Kittle's great, man. He's making he is. faces into the camera. That on the guy, wire. I mean, how do you not love that guy? And so he described this coming weekend: going to Philly is going to be cold, violent, and a blast. Gotta love that guy. I gotta be honest. I didn't hear about any incidents in Philly yet at AT and T Stadium where there was a watch party. Cowboy fans were killing fans were killing each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're probably fighting over Dak. I, I, they have maybe fighting over Dak, maybe or the, or the coach. I, well, that one could or the be other that too. 
Anyway, 19-12, the Niners beat the Cowboys as they head on to the NFC Championship game. That was Christian McCaffrey with the go-ahead four-yard touchdown run in the third. Was it early? No, it was the first play of the fourth quarter, actually, I think. Um, here's McCaffrey just about this team. Remember, he came over midseason from Carolina. With this team, everything's intense, you know, and that's that was true when I got here, and it's true now. Obviously, there's more on the line, um, but I think, you know, we're, we're winning. We got to just do the same thing as we always do every week. And yeah, that's when they've won 12 in a row. I mean, they, they don't lose. How about some of the throws that Purdy did make yesterday? Some of the tight windows, some of the first down throws that he needed to make, some of the third down throws. I mean, the kid's a rookie. Yeah, I mean, this, this was the toughest, as we mentioned, toughest defense he played, but when he had to, he did. And I, I mean, luckily the, no turnovers. Yeah. And the, the Kittle play was the thing that really got that offense going because they hadn't scored a touchdown to that point. And they really hadn't had big plays either. You know, maybe a, you know, 12 yard completion, whatever. But that was the one that got them going. And then they ended up scoring that touchdown. Should have had the Trayvon Diggs interception there at the end of the third quarter. It didn't happen. And that was really the difference there. But yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been incredible. But I, the, it gets harder and harder every week, as we know. It's obvious. I mean, you have the Cowboys and that great defense last week. Now he's got to go into Philadelphia as a rookie and do it again. I mean, if this he gets would, this, would really show me something, right? I mean, if he if he gets to the Super Bowl, I mean, that is you can't you can't question anything about him if he ends up winning. So I'm this just game. trying to. I'm looking at their skill. when he first took over for Garoppolo. They were played home against New Orleans, Miami, and Tampa. All three games were at home. Then they went to uh, Seattle. They won a game there, twenty-one to thirteen. Then Washington at home, Vegas on the road, won that game, thirty-seven, thirty-four. You remember that crazy game? Yeah, that was the uh, Jared, Jared Stidham. Stidham game. And then they came home and they beat Arizona. So he really has not been on the road. I mean, he's been at Las Vegas and Seattle. So he's been on the West Coast the whole time or at home. Now he's got to come to Philadelphia. And I could be wrong. I have to recheck it. I think he's only thrown three interceptions. Yeah. In his nine games. I mean, that's how you win. He threw none yesterday. No touchdown passes yesterday. 13 and four. 13 four, touchdowns four and interceptions. four interceptions. Yeah. Here was Micah Parsons. So in the second half, San Francisco really got after them a little bit. He was asked if the defense ran out of gas. You tell me you holding, we come in this game and holding them under 20 points. And if you take away the turnover points, you holding them to under 15, you win the game. So I really want to say that I think everybody left it out there, but they made bigger plays. How about him tossing the Niners right tackle to the ground with, yeah. with one arm? Yes. I mean, that is like crazy type stuff. That was the Reggie White move that they were talking about yesterday oh on the broadcast. I mean, he, I mean, he threw him like a cornhole bag. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get out of here. And that was, yeah. And that was after he got past the first line of defense, I believe. Yeah. He and uh, Demarcus Lawrence played really well. Here was uh, the owner, Jerry Jones. Fair to say he was really struggling with this loss. This is very uh, sickening. Not to uh, not win tonight. Yeah, sickening for sure. Jerry, I'm so pissed. <laughs> Jerry yeah. alluded to that he thinks that maybe Jerry Jones won't make it through the offseason. I said I'm concerned. On the warm-up show. Because it was him that brought up before the season began, like, time is running out on him. He said that, not me. He's going to die? That's not what what Jerry alluded to on the warm-up show. You're alluding to Jerry Jones is going to die? I'm concerned because he's the one that brought it up before the season began. How did he bring it up? He said that uh, they have a good team, and it's like now or never because time's running out. He said that. I didn't. Meaning he's going to die? 
Yeah, by the way, Jerry, you probably don't want to hear this, but Barrett Sports Media already has an article. It says, Voice of the Cowboys no, says not. that Jerry Jones no, will die not. this offseason. So, so I mean, if you want to contact die? them. No, that's not. No, no. You, sir, die. No, 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 But you're no. saying he's going to die. That's not. Drop right. dead. I think he's saying that there's a very good chance he will. <laughs> not that he's going like, to. How is, he gonna, how is he going to die? I didn't say, come on, I didn't, don't do this. He was the one that brought you it up. You just brought it up. No, G brought it up. Yeah, it's true. I did. What did you say? I said Jerry said in the warm-up show that Jerry Jones is going to die That's this offseason. That's not what I said. <laughs> Paul, that means you brought it up in the That's warm-up show. Said. That's what the headline said, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I Here from, let's see, this is Drop from, Dead. Okay. No, wait a minute. Time out for a second. So, Jerry brought up on the warm-up show to you, Al... That Jerry Jones was going to die. It, it, you could have made that the headline. What he actually said was something to the effect of uh, how many more seasons does he have yes. left? No, no, the line was this. He goes, I'm concerned he's not going to make it through the offseason. <laughs> Did you really say that? <laughs> I don't recall that. I might have said that. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. What I said. Right, so, so Jerry, you think dead. You, you think I he's going to die? He's going to die. I'm not thinking that. This is something he has said now for the last couple of years. All right, so, so like he, the first time it comes up in, in uh, March of 2019, the quote from Jerry Jones, I'm running out of time. So if he runs out of time, are you going to the funeral? You're the voice of the Cowboys. Do I get a day off? I'll go. <laughs> I love the man. I mean, what can I tell you? Although you never met him, so. That is true. That is true. How long have you been working for them? This is uh, 13 years, Compass Media Networks. I just finished year 13. Yeah, so you have to go to the funeral. It's unbelievable. Do you think they'd lay him out in state like they do the Pope in the middle at the 50-yard line where people right, go and see? He's, he's still here. Can we not? This was he's his the one who brought up, who brought up the fact that he was he going to die. he brought it up before the season. And here, this even goes back to 2019. Quote, this is from Jerry Jones. I'm running out of time more than I was last year. And you're There's taking more that. urgency. But so that's you're a take, fact. Yeah, but you're right. taking that and saying he's going to die. I, uh-huh. I just said I'm concerned for the man. That's all. That's all I said. I didn't say anything else. Settle down just a little bit. Come on. <laughs> that's... I mean, I, you guys suck. So he said this morning right. on the on the warm up so show what, what that he was going to die. I didn't say that. What Jerry Jones I'm concerned for his well being. What Jerry Jones is saying is like, hey, every year that goes by is one less yes. year, right? Exactly. And what you're saying is it's this off season this that he's gone. This is this it. is the off season he's, he's dying. Gone. This off season, yeah. That's not what I Man, said. Man, if he does, people are going to be all over your ass. Like, That's oh, it's crazy. Man. When you put in Google, Jerry Jones, time is running out. It goes all the way back to 2012. <laughs> When he started saying this. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's 11 years ago. And he is 80 now. Yeah. So there's concern. That's all. That he's going to die this offseason. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just, all right. Never. This is a no-win situation. I just kept Well, why up. did you bring it up? Because I'm concerned for his well-being. And he brought it up prior to this season. That's all. It was in like when they were in Oxnard, I believe. Talking about how got to get it right this year. We got a team. I'm running out of chances. Bigger NFL offseason story. Lamar Jackson signs elsewhere. Jerry Jones dead. Okay. Well, come on. Jerry Jones dead would be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Have to be. You think that would be the number one story? It's a human life. Yeah. So we're only here a short time, and then you're dead. Balls. Yeah. Jerry, you're unbelievable. Dead balls, Eddie. Honestly. Dead balls. Honestly. I mean... uh, I got nothing else. <laughs> Anybody else gonna 
I think I, found, I know. I think I found the quote. I think I found the actual quote. Uh, the, here we go. Uh, he tells the fan, this was in November, uh, in terms of the urgency. I'm conscious of it all the time. It's different than it was 10 years ago. That never crossed my mind 10 years ago that you might be running out of time. But it did because he said it in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He did say it in 2012. So, yes, that's where it comes from. That's, that like was April, the thought May, in my what head. do you think? <laughs> It's going to end for everyone at some point. Right. Come to grips with it. Right. Well, all right. Ow. Before opening day baseball? Uh, or well, I mean, around the draft. <laughs> Come on. I hope he's there until he's 110. Does he make the pick this okay. year? Okay. <laughs> this is not nice. I mean, the day after the Cowboys. But you're uh, the one who brought it up. I mean, we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. I think you've got inside info. You're around I the organization. I have no inside info. I have no inside info. Well, you're the voice of the Cowboys. I'm not the voice Information of the coming across your I wish desk I was. all the time. I'm not. Ay, 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 When yeah. is Steve Peichel going to die? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he lives to be 200. <laughs> Are you done? Anybody else? You'd like to see Parrish? How about your partner uh, with the cornhole? Why don't we get rid of that guy? <laughs> I got news for you. The more you say it, the more he's waiting for an offer. All right. Oh, my God. Take him out. <laughs> and I'll install Al as the... Uh, like you know, interim the COO. It starts way too late for chief Al. operating officer. Right, Al is asleep by the time the first matches begin. Okay, so I don't think that's going to work. I mean, you are too much. Anyone else you want to see go? Mm. <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how it would help you. I, I don't want anything to. Uh, no, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, the Cowboys season is dead. Let's leave that there. And the Niners yes, yes. play the Eagles on Sunday. Bengals beat the Bills twenty-seven ten. Um, <laughs> Here's Zach Taylor. We were we were ready to go. Our guys believe uh, they walk on the field ready to attack. You know, and so we were taking the ball whether we won the coin toss or not. So we lost. We won the coin toss. However you want to look at it. Uh, but those guys want to walk on the field and start attacking other teams. So that's what happened. And that's what they did. They were up 14 nothing, and away they went. They went 27-10. Cincinnati at Kansas City Sunday night in the AFC Championship game. One quick one. This is another one. Uh, that I wanted to get to from Nick Sirianni. This is not about uh, Angelo Cataldi this time. This is the quote that went around yesterday talking about how important Jalen Hurts is to his club. Al thought he was being douchey uh, because he made this reference. But I think if you listen to it, you kind of get the point, uh, the comparison he uses for Jalen Hurts. To have him out there is like, I know this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having, uh, nah, I shouldn't even go there, but like he's having like Michael Jordan out there. Oh. Like, he's your leader. <laughs> he's your leader. He's your guy. He's your, like, like that's the, hopefully that's the biggest respect I can pay to him. Uh, compare, comparing to his ability to being on the field uh, to a, to a Michael Jordan type. Oh really? I'm that's sure pretty Howie, good. I'm sure Howie Roseman loves to hear that. How much are we gonna have to pay this yeah, guy right, now? Exactly. Yeah, Fifty five million dollars a year. Right, man, his agent's gonna be all right. Well, he's the Michael Jordan of the NFL. So. Yes. Let's make him the highest paid quarterback. But did you think that came across douchey when you heard it as opposed no. to reading it? Reading it, yes. Nice headline. Exactly. Um, what else? Giants GM Joe Shane meets the media at noon with their head coach Brian Dable today. Uh, I'll give you one from Kayvon Thibodeau, who's asked a very simple question. Season's over. Where do you plan on, on working out now in the offseason? 
How do you plan to spend the offseason? Will you be staying here? Where will you be working at? Uh, I ain't gonna tell you where I'm gonna be, but I'm gonna be grinding. There's no doubt. I'm gonna be grinding. <laughs> watching the video, he's like, who are you to ask me? <laughs> it is sort of a stupid question, right? I, I guess. I don't know. Be around the facility, not be around the facility. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, um, here was Saquon Barkley. Love the atmosphere around the Giants. Kind of felt more of like a college vibe. Um, you know, this is guys that you're, you're going to be friends with for the rest of your lives. and uh, It was fun. Obviously, the season ended how we would like, but definitely you know, the most fun I had in a long time. Big decisions to make about Barkley and, of course, um, e- not Eli. Manning, uh, Daniel Jones as well. Uh, Basketball-wise, Nets beat the Warriors in Golden State, 120-116, or in San Francisco. Kyrie Irving at 38 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. Nick Claxton had 24 and 15. Royce O'Neal with the big three late in this game. Uh, Two straight wins for the Nets, four straight losses for the Knicks, who fell in Toronto, 125-116. Pascal Siakam, your favorite guy, 24 points. Scotty Barnes added 19. You also had uh, the Lakers come back from 25 down at halftime, beat the Blazers 121-112. Anybody fight Shannon Sharp in that game? What was that all about? (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Shannon Sharp's a trash talker. He was trash talking Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks yells back at him. Shannon Sharp continues to yell. He says, come over here. Then Stephen Adams does go over there. And then John Morant's father, who is sitting close to Shannon Sharp, gets in his face, and it just goes on and on and on. And the shocking thing to me, and I know that Shannon Sharp and... John Morant's dad, who in the video has the sunglasses on and the and the the blue sweater, they hugged it out afterwards. But the fact that Shannon Sharp was allowed to sit in those seats after that and watch the rest of the game is ridiculous. And LeBron James, like two games after this, or maybe the next game after this, had two people sitting in the front thrown out for trash talking him. Just right out of there. Two regular fans. Gone. Well, this, the reason he didn't get thrown out was because Dylan Brooks was talking trash to LeBron James. And he was playing LeBron James like nobody's ever played him before. He's bumping into him, talking trash. And Shannon was talking trash back to Brooks. And Brooks was talking trash to, to Shannon. So he was there supporting LeBron James. You understand what I'm saying? Well, that, right. And then LeBron James points out, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, great job, uncle vibes and all this stuff for Shannon Sharp yelling at the Grizzlies. But then when he gets yelled at, he goes over the ref and says, throw these two people out. Yeah. Okay. A little bit different when it happens to you, right? Like Always joke. is. Always is. And the Devils beat the Penguins in overtime by the score of 2-1. Rangers, Panthers tonight, Islanders, Maple Leafs. Boomerang Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So, quick Eddie the Jockey update because this weekend was another crazy weekend with him, Eddie the Picks Jockey. And there's starting to be a little bit of a tide that is turning against Eddie, um, which I don't think is fair at this point, just to be clear. Now, Eddie had a bad pick on Saturday. It was his worst pick so far since we've known him, but that's fine. It's going to happen. So a lot of people are getting on him for that, I mean, which is ridiculous because most of the people that were gambling with him have won way more than they've lost with Eddie's pick. So that, to me, wasn't fair. Then a lot of people were getting on him for going to Philadelphia because he says, I'm on food stamps, I don't have any money, I don't have any money to pay for teeth, and all of a sudden you see him on this trip to Philadelphia. Now, I do think that his buddy drove him there. He didn't go to the game. He didn't buy tickets to the game and go to the game. 
And then he apparently got this Lawrence Taylor jersey for free because he said he was Eddie the Picks jockey from the Boomer and Geo show. Yeah, and they were going to put yeah. this up on social media. And they gave him a jersey for free and he put this out there. Now, did he get that jersey from Mitchell and Ness? Is that where he was in Philadelphia? You I know don't where he know. got that jersey from? I'm it looks sure. like a smaller store. I don't Mitchell know. and Ness store is not that of one I remember. I haven't seen I haven't been there for a while. And it's a great store, by the way. It's a it's I love I love their stuff. And uh they have all the throwback jerseys yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm thinking that's probably where he went. And yeah, of course, on hey, it's the pick jockey from the Boomer and Geo show and all this other stuff. And I'm like, come on, man. It's the same problem Howard Stern had years ago with the Whack Packers. They'd show up to places and say they were with the show. And yeah. he gets a bad reputation. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, he just fits the mold perfectly. And then he starts going on this whole thing unsolicited on Saturday morning where he's like, man, you know, Geo's tough to love. He's an insecure guy. All these things he's saying about me. Now, I was laughing looking at it. I sent it to you with an LOL. I said, yeah. good morning, Eddie, to you, too. I was laughing at it. But then a lot of people in the comments I'm looking are like, why are you saying anything negative about him? You know, you're getting new teeth. It puts you on the map, like all of these things. So people were getting on him for that as well. So there was like three negative things with Eddie this weekend where people are turning on him. Now, I'm not mad at Eddie. He can have his opinion on me. That's fine. I like his authenticity. I mean, and I don't think he's looking a gift horse in the mouth. I just think that anything that pops into his head, he puts up on Twitter, which is also what kind of makes him special in a way. So I just hope that, you know, this this doesn't turn completely because it turned like 10 degrees. All right, I need I need to know where that uh, GoFundMe page is and how much is in there. All right, so I will tell you that right now. And that GoFundMe page is specifically for him to get some new choppers. That is correct. So right. the GoFundMe page... And by the way, if you gave to the GoFundMe page, mm. you did so because you did out of your the kindness of your heart, and maybe you want to pick with Eddie the Jockey, and you wanted to give him a little dig on the way on the way out. If right, you will. That, that's right. And, and try to help him get some new teeth. Now, a new, a new update to the story is that I will be talking to the dentist in that area today at one thirty. I will be making my I will be making the call to the dentist. Wow, you're really going out of your way here, which is well, amazing. I mean, I feel like you know people have given him money, yeah, and they want him to get new teeth. He definitely needs new teeth, mm -hmm. and if he is representing us in some way, shape, or form that we can't stop, at least he's going to look good doing it. Right, that's I mean, right. We got his hair cut. We did get his hair cut, yes. We got Danielle all over the, the GoFundMe page. And by the way, he did visit Danielle at her home over the weekend as well. Alright, well, that's a whole other part of the story, which is a little scary. I, I really hope that Danielle, like, this was not an unannounced thing and they planned this. No, they had to show up there. She had to give the address, I would imagine. I, I hope so, because... I think it was planned, because the other guy who's helping tom i think also knows danielle oh okay all right so oh, so this is tom who is taking him around yes that's so right. tom is the one doing the videos of hey this is eddie the pitch jockey from boomer and geo at uh mitchell and ness or whatever that's right. they got the jersey at yeah yeah that's not good tom <laughs> don't is, do that you're a little bit over the top yeah i mean this is like this is eddie's moment to shine and tom is also using it as his moment to shine. Right, so what well, you know with tom what your responsibility now is since you've now created this uh, relationship with Eddie, you will be taking him to the dentist. Yep, absolutely. And, so, you know, I got to, first of all, I got to make sure the dentist is down with this. I got to figure out how much this is going to cost and make sure that, you know, 
I have the rights, and I'll send the picture. Of Obviously, that. yep. All right, so the, the GoFundMe right now is at $13,372. Right, so maybe that's just what they cash, and, and you know, he'll lower his fee a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's hope so. So, I mean, uh, uh, Jerry's done with Eddie the Picks Jockey. He can't stand him now, apparently, so he's he's off of Eddie. I, I still... I think Eddie's going to die anytime <laughs> soon? No, I don't think so, but okay. I... I'm, I'm still with that, even though he was, you know, he doesn't see as an issue with me for whatever reason. I don't care. I don't have an issue with him. I like the guy. I'm here to help We're him. Okay. for you, Eddie. I could, could, I will continue to help him. There's really, that's, that's really all I'm, I'm in it for. And I want him to be able to give winners to our audience. That's really what it comes down to. All right. right.